Poppin' everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. The most specialist of guests. Precisely. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah, yes. and I'm completely on board with this. We're no yeah. longer arguing. Right. Most special guest. It's like, it's almost who like... Who also hosts the episode. Well, see, we've gone a little <laughs> far with it. We got a little, I, I, I was just about to say, I felt like we'd finally found a resolution on this particular mm, issue. Mm. I, as far as I'm concerned, we have. We have found resolution, yep. Oh, I do. See, this mm-hmm. is the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> we we agree to disagree is what it comes down to. <sighs> Agreed. Well, I don't like that either. <laughs> None of this is going well. <laughs> Uh, ben, do you have a corny joke for us? I believe I do. I yeah. believe I do. Is yeah. it a is it a why did the chicken cross the road joke? It's not. Oh, that okay. okay. Should it have been? I was I was maybe. Who knows? Is Who's this me say? failing as as the host of the show? Yeah, I heard a. Actually, you can go first, but it's someone on the Reddit put in a really good a really good why did the chicken cross the road joke. So okay, I'll, I'll tell you that after I, after I, your corny joke. As, as the host and you being my special guest, yeah. I feel like it's Other only host. proper for us to. Have have a, a a way that we do things around here. Yeah, you can't tell a corny joke before I've told a corny joke. Okay. Okay. Jay. Yeah. Did you hear about the two guys who stole a calendar? <sighs> um. Let's see. Is the two guys who stole a calendar? Is it like I heard about it last year or something? Oh, that wouldn't be bad. That'd yeah, be I bad. don't know. You, you've been doing good on these yeah. lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they both got six months. Oh. Uh, you get it because two guys stole a calendar. Who I would steal it. a calendar? Who would punish someone six months in jail for calendar theft? For, but I mean, apparently, I don't know. I guess What was depends. this calendar made of gold? Could have been. Could, I mean, I it mean it'd be an important calendar at that point. It'd be an important calendar. Okay. Have I told you th- about my total weakness with calendar? calendars no well i have not like i have a weakness for calendars like I just that's what i thought you meant cal- okay no, i'm glad no. you clarified no no my weakness <laughs> is i have too many <laughs> i have too many ben i see calendars i buy them <laughs> i have horse calendars <laughs> actually that feels like a thing no well what were we gonna what were we gonna, we were gonna have yellow yellow shirt red splotch calendar and every Every picture is just me in the shirt, right? Yes, Wasn't yes, that what yes, we were yes. going to do? Yep. We should get on that because it's almost the new year. I know, I know. Yeah. I wonder if we can still get them hot on the press. Well, if every picture is the same picture, I think we could do it. it make it work. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> oh, man, we should still make a limited run of those calendars. No, my weakness with calendars is where... and may, I Maybe it's just that my wife has a strength with calendars, but we will be making plans for months in advance or something and it'll be like what what are the dates we're leaving on and be like oh i think it, we're leaving like our october 21st you be like okay that's thursday so we're and you know this could be like in may i'm like how do you know it's thursday like why do you know that is a superpower okay that is not that, that is not like yeah i could not tell you dates to numbers at all. Yeah. At all. Like, I, I would not have the day of the week connected yeah. to... Yeah, no. Because you got a lot of 30s and 31s and a random 28 mixing in with a rotating 7 there. How are you supposed to figure this stuff out? At absolute best, I think I could remember if my birthday each year is on a specific day of the week because, obviously, it keeps pushing forward by one day is each it, year. Is it push forward or push backwards? I believe it pushes forward. Okay, so I'm, if you were, if your birthday was on Friday last year, it's on Saturday this year. Exactly. Unless it was on a leap year, in which case it's on Friday again. No, in which case it would be on Sunday. Oh, you skip. You skip. That makes sense. Right, extra day? I 
think. I think that's right. See? See? No, I, I have faith in that one. Okay. I have faith in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's one of those where I will I will remember it, like, especially as we get closer, I, I can, like, think back to my birthday mm-hmm. from the year before. I'm like, oh, yeah, last year it was on a Friday. So, okay, it's Saturday this year. It'll be good. It'll right. be good. That means the 26th must be Saturday. Right, yeah. right, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's that's about as far as I'm able to get with it, and it's a very, very, very personalized version of this kind right. of knowledge. Well, I feel like maybe then my wife Beth has like instead of just the single date, has like a bunch of important dates like that pinpointed to specific days of the week in her head, and is just able to extrapolate out quickly. Or she's doing research b- before having these conversations with you. Oh, that, and that doesn't sound like her. And she's she's like reviewing the calendar and being like, okay, yeah, so the 17th, okay, Thursday, that'll work out. Okay. Hey, when are we leaving on that trip? And, th- and then it's like, <laughs> let, me, let me flex my calendar muscles. Man, if she was a Slytherin, I would believe that. But there's just no, that's the sort of thing I would do. Okay, okay, okay. You'd be prepared for I'd the be, conversation I'd about I'd be like, let me, let me just like, let me cheat research and then feign ignorance and wow you with my insane memory you would do a, such a thing oh for sure i would do such a thing oh goodness me yeah <laughs> wow of course not but that being said obviously i don't do that exact thing with calendars because i can't remember maybe you should start and blow her mind <laughs> just, just remember every day of the week every month of the i got this down 2021 i'm looking at you right now looking at you right now right this now. is no this is the funniest thing though like you i i think it, it maybe it comes up very frequently in our day-to-day life because your your superpower for memory applies very specifically to the thing that we talk about like for a living yeah which is like our our fandoms and such yeah but it's so it's interesting because i think in my mind i tend to assume that your memory just applies to all things all the time no yeah but nope. We we actually we had a moment a couple weeks ago. We had just finished mountain biking and we were talking about playing paintball. Yeah. And I feel like there was like one of these like very rare moments where I felt like I had remembered something where like and, and tell me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I had remembered like multiple different types of brands of paintball guns. Yeah. Specifically, like uh, I think we were talking about our our neighbor who was also named Ben when when I was in middle school. Yeah. And he had a uh, a Tipman ninety eight custom. <laughs> And nice. so I think I think I brought that up and you were like, a what? And I was like, well, well, of course, you know, classic standard paintball gun. I will say this is an example of your memory being similar to the type of memory that I have for certain things. With the caveat here, not being that I failed to remember is that I never learned it ever. You never learned it ever. So okay. it wasn't it wasn't me failing to remember, it was never having learned it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Unless you just don't remember learning it. Well, no, then I'd remember. <laughs> so if you've learned it, then you then you know it. I think paintball was something to me in high school that it I had no idea. Like, it was so frustrating to me in high school because it seemed like all these people would get together on the weekend and play paintball. And everyone had the resources to do it. And no matter how many times, like, I would, like, go to the store and examine the necessary, you know... The goods. The goods. Yeah, I could the, not the figure out. Giant canisters of colorful yeah, paint. There's giant can and just just like the ammunition refills are expensive. So expensive. And yes. you f- I mean you fly through it. Absolutely. Yeah, you go you go through paintballs real fast, and then the guns themselves are expensive. And it just blew my mind how many people I knew were financing their paintball hobby 
over and over. And I was just like, how? How are you? Like, it did not make sense to me where everyone, because I, did, I didn't know any of these people to have jobs. It was just, did, did everyone's parents just buy them paintballs? Right, because yeah. I was going to say, that was our barrier. This was this was not something that I think was going to become a hobby. Yeah. In, uh, like, with, with us growing up. And L- lest we, we were personally taking out, unless you were basically part-timing a job to fund your paintball hobby. Right, and that's the thing. So when I was a kid, too, I remember, like, I really, I had a couple of friends who had them and I remember like, you know, you go over to their house and be like, Hey, can we shoot the paintball gun? And I was like, all right, let's see if we have CO2. They didn't. So then it was like three months later and finally their dad had gone and refilled the CO2 tank at that one place that did it. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> that day. Yeah. And you got to go outside and it was like, okay, well we have like 12 bullets. Like, what do you want to shoot? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> it was always, yes, that's exactly my experience. Like no one, no one would ever just want to like go out and just, have, you know, like if you had like a BB gun, you could go out and endlessly shoot BBs at a target yes. or cans until, you know, the cows came home. Not We didn't have cows, but you know, as the saying goes. What a reach. Yeah. What a reach. <laughs> till, till forever. Yeah. You till the just, cows were back. You, there, the chance of you running out of BBs, impossible. Right, right, you know, right. A single box of BBs came with what felt like infinity BBs. <laughs> like yeah and it was like the size of like a it was like a a, like a small quart of milk like a carton that was like i feel like our bb container do you remember this yeah and we had it and we i feel like we shot our bb gun a lot yeah like way often yes and it i mean chances are it's still in mom and dad's basement sitting on like a two by four in their storage room still full it's still full still maximum we'll we'll show luke one day the ropes like look at this meanwhile anyone who owned a paintball gun seemed to have Endless funds to play paintball on the weekend, but was very unwilling to like waste a shot in between actual bouts. Right. Because that's that's just wasted ammunition. What are we just shooting for fun? I don't think so. But that's all I ever wanted to do. So like I think I really, really badly wanted a, like a paintball gun when I was a kid, not not because I wanted to go and like be in combat situations and like play paintball because yeah. I've been shot by one before and it hurts hurt. Yeah. Like a lot. Yeah, it's yeah, like, that's a thing. And I, that was the other thing. So I remember getting shot for the first time by a paintball and being like, people do this <laughs> like way too much. Wait, ow, so much pain. What is the fun? What is the fun? It's like, it's only fun if you're winning. Yeah. And so all I ever really wanted to do, and this is what we did with our, our neighbor Ben's paintball gun was we were able to go outside and shoot a couple of trees and I was like yeah I want to be able to do that whenever I want just I'm going to light up these trees <laughs> or light them up light them up with yeah. paint with paint yeah because it was just I don't know it was kind of cool it was kind of satisfying it was like nice and bright colored it was definitely yeah very cool or fun whenever you got to do it. I think most of my paintball yeah yeah it just it, it it was a fun thing that was never never really a part of our growing our high school experience other than it was i was surrounded by it right it was it was nearby it was nearby but okay here's the thing though our younger brother tyler so we went through this whole phase where everybody was really into paintball we never got one and then he got into i think it's called airsoft yeah airsoft which which is like it's kind of like bb pellets they're like plastic it's like plastic bbs Yeah, yeah and also hurt really badly but i feel like somehow he was able to get many of these like he had they they weren't they weren't nice i don't think i think most of the stuff you would just buy like at at like the uh sporting goods department of like walmart i think they were i think i i would bet you that our parents were like under the veil of like these are just like 
advanced Nerf advanced guns. toys. Yeah, yeah. They kind of looked like it. They, they kind they never, of do. They never felt nice. Yeah, but, I don't know. If that's I don't know. I don't feel like Tyler had good ones. I feel like I would go out and I would be like, "Oh, this is this an airsoft gun?" And it would look like this you know, advanced looking rifle thing and you'd shoot it and it would shoot anywhere but straight. Yes. <laughs> I was like, well, this is stupid. What a dumb sport. Right. But people are like really into it and it's just, it occurs to me, Tyler probably had very bad airsoft guns. I think that's, I think yeah. that's probably the case. And, and I think beyond that though, the only thing that I, that I really had an experience with these, because again, I never have any recollection of actually going in playing or, or using these, I guess, like in the sport as intended, but it seemed like, Within the GMA, the Green Mallard Association, our mm. small group of friends, yeah. it seemed like we regularly would have these like, do you want to have a shoot each other in the leg off? And it was like, like, I think we would just like literally just like standing, you know, right next to one another, you know, just like pop. And it would just be like, oh, oh with an airsoft gun with an mean? airsoft gun. Uh, yes. Yeah. I, do you remember I, these? I vaguely remember that. I'm more remembering the lone time the GMA played paintball. Uh, oh, I have which, completely forgotten about which, this incident. This, this was, it was the most John Jennings situation ever. Because if I recall, John owned all four paintball guns. He did, in fact. Yes. Right. Yeah. He and was to, the only one who it, had any. But it wasn't like, it wasn't like his parents went out and were like, let's just buy a four, set, a set of yeah. four. It was like over time, they just accumulated them. It, it was almost as if they had like kind of cut their teeth on the idea of it with like a, like a spring loaded version. Right. Let's just see what it's like. Yes. And, yeah. and so the spring loaded version kind of reminded me of, you remember duck hunt, like the Nintendo game Yeah. and there's like the plastic thing, like, you know, the gun yeah. that you use or whatever. If my memory serves, that is what the first spring-loaded ones, which I'm pretty sure you and I had, looked uh, like. Mm, I want to say it was what you and Mike had, because whatever the case was, there was about four tiers of, okay. of uh, gun quality, and I believe the teams worked out that it was me and John against you and Mike. And you guys had the high ground. Yeah, and so <laughs> the high ground, literally elevation-wise and... Gun wise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think you had like, I feel like if I remember, I feel like you had to single load paintballs into like a spring loaded gun. I did. And I want to say John's could fire multiple shots per trigger pull. Yep. 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 <laughs> so it's like, I remember and it was, it was so dark outside and we had decided to do this on a whim and I was terrified and yeah. Oh, that's the thing. We played it. I think when people play paintball, they play in the middle of the day. We were like, we're playing it pitch black. Right. Yeah. Cause this yeah. will be way more It'll fun. Be way better. Classic GMA decision. Classic. Uh, so we're, we're out there though. And, and I, I'm remembering this now. So mine like almost lobbed a paintball. I'm not even sure it had enough force behind it for the paintball itself to break when it came in contact mm. with something like it almost like like came out of the gun at an arc, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> like it didn't go straight. Yeah. It was like immediately heading towards the ground. Yeah. You um, may as well have been throwing it. May as well have been throwing <laughs> it. So the, the only memory, and this, this did not last for very long for what it's worth. It wasn't like we were out there for hours having like a hooting and hollering good time. What I remember was crouching behind a tree in total darkness and like slowly easing like, like myself around the edge of the tree just to see where you guys were in the woods. And John must have had my number <laughs> because it was like, I like inched my forehead around it and it was like, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> like, 
like, what is going on? <laughs> How are you seeing? How like it's it's as dark for you right now as it is for me, right? Like, yeah. I don't understand. And like at that point, I, I I think I was just like, I want this to be over immediately. I want it to be done. I want to not. I don't want to be involved in this game anymore. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. Paintball. Hey! Hey! How about it? This Who is knew this we is had like, so much to say. Now you could just go out. You could just go out and buy a paintball gun right now, Ben. I don't think I would. You don't think you would? I don't know. I mean, what are you gonna do with it? What am I gonna do with yeah. it? I know. I, I, this, this is the same problem I have with everything. Where it's like, I if I get into something, then I have to convince everyone I know to do it. Yeah. And most of the time, I think <clears> I'm pretty unsuccessful in that venture. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I'll be like, man, you really gotta get into this thing with me. It'd be so much fun. And then they won't do it, and they won't do it, and they won't do it. And so like, what I would start to do. So I, if if it was me being John's parents once upon a time, I probably would go out and like buy a whole set and be like, guys, I got everything. So like now all I need you to do is show up. Like I did all the hard parts. Yeah. Now, now just come play with me. Just come on. So got a whole obstacle course. That's that's it's not for me. It's not buying. It's not buying like one that I can use. It's, it's basically investing in an acre of land. Yeah. And a whole bunch of like sandbags and barrels and such. Mm-hmm. And then an entire arsenal. Yeah. Probably a CO2 filling kit. Yeah. Maybe a 5,000 stack of, of speed balls. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is where you're, this is, I feel like if you, if you don't know Ben, you have to understand this, this is his approach to literally everything. Like yeah. Ben, this, like Roanoke could be, have a well-known paintball like zone. Yeah. You know, like where you can just go and rent a, a good plot and have a, have a, good couple of rounds with your buddies where, where they supply you with all the gear. And this would be like, not an option to you. Not an option. No, I, I need to be able to do it on my terms. Yeah. That's, that's the way that like everything comes down to it. It's like, I don't want to be restricted. Look, what if I want to play in the middle of the night and the place isn't open at night? This is to me. How are you going to solve that problem? Your interest in things is rarely the thing itself as much as it is the, Getting like the, I think you're interested in making things, not in doing, using the things you make. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. <clears throat> well, it's not, I mean, it all, it all depends on like no activity for me. And this is something I actually struggle with all the time. No activity that I do is it's, is it like acceptable to do it if it's only solving one problem? Mm-hmm. And if that problem is my sole entertainment, then that's definitely not a justifying reason to go and do something. Oh, wow. We and differ on this. I know. I know. Yeah. But so like, for example, like going mountain biking is an activity that I very much enjoy, but it is also a thing that I can do that is healthy. But, but those even are not check marks. Like, okay. Like, it's an activity you like and it's healthy. It's like, I also need people out there doing it with me because then it becomes a social mm-hmm. like venture. And so like then, you would never go by yourself. I would, ne- I would probably never go by myself. Uh, like as, as a rule. And so in like, sometimes I actually think it's odd. Like when I'm out there and we pass somebody and they're just riding by themselves and I'm like, man, you're just out here. Well, I will say you're as just in, doing it for you as a asterisk on this particular example, you probably should not go mountain biking by yourself in the event that uh, yeah yeah just for safety concerns because c- crashing is all too likely yes and it's you, you need you should have at least one able-bodied person in case you are the one crashing right yeah right which frequently has been me uh and also there is this moment when you crash your bike where 
the person in front of you, chances are, has no idea because they're, of course, not looking back. And so you're in the process of, like, going down, and then you're just watching your fellow riders, like, leave you. Yeah. <laughs> and that that is, a like, a very, like, oh, man. <sighs> Guys, come back. <laughs> My elbow hurts. <sighs> well, yeah. I don't think we've had any situations thus far, knock on wood, where anyone has, like, Really needed extraction. No, 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 no. Nothing yeah. that bad. Just like, it's just some bumps and bruises. Just just some bumps and bruises. On yeah. this note, I will say that me and dad went biking just this past yesterday. Just this past yesterday. Just this past yeah. yesterday. And I feel like I, I broke some rules. You wait, hold on. I know. You broke rules? Broke rules. But like how? To, uh, broke rules. Not not like that was not allowed. You are in trouble, mister. But more mister. like when and when Who is this? I know. Smokey the bear. Exactly. There's no cycling police that are gonna come like crack down on me. But uh I suppose as far as like general community guidelines go for mountain biking, is that you should not go when the trails are super wet. Oh yes. Yeah, because you I guess erode the trails faster Expose more roots. Right. Da- I guess da- damage the trail some. So anyway, uh, it's been raining real hard this past week. And come Sunday, uh, we'd had we'd had a good uh, we'd had a good day of dry weather. And that day it was also dry. But certainly some of the trails we were on fairly uh puddly. Puddly. Fairly yeah. puddly. Fairly muddy. Okay. As it were. Okay. When there's some deeper river crossings than I'd been through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it was one of those, like, I kind of felt guilty, but I also was like, now I know what people are talking about. Like, now I know specifically why this is frowned upon. Okay, well, I think that there's something to that, though, because there's there's something to be said for, like, nothing being better than learning from experience. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, with, with so many things, it's it's best if you don't have to go through an experience to learn the lesson. Yeah. But also sometimes it's kind of like, yeah, now now you've seen with your own two eyes what it's like when when these things are happening. So then the real question becomes like, would it would you be less likely to go out in the future because you've now kind of witnessed it firsthand? I, I feel like probably and it's one of those things I was trying to think about this where even if I was unaware of those guidelines, I feel like it would have been self-evident. Oh, interesting. Whilst I was out there. Okay. Because like it was, just, I don't know, because you can just see the, like the widening of certain spots around like mud holes very clearly, or I don't know, you can tell how like more roots might get exposed because it's easy to like push the dirt away, right? With the mud, yes, yeah. Plus, on top of that, when everything's wet, everything's just a little more dangerous anyway because you're slipping and sliding. Slip, slipping and sliding. I know. Yeah, that's been so. Yeah, all all of the riding we've been doing lately, there's been lots of leaves. That's been the other issue that I've been having. The, is- the leaves when you're riding are like, yeah, they are scary twofold because one, they could be slippery. Yes. And slippery leaves, not much you can do about. But also, they cover the trail in a very effective way. And you just don't know what's under the leaves. Right. Could be big rock. Could be big rock. Could be big root. We call them death cookies. Death cookies. Death cookie is when you're when you're riding up a trail and your tire like catches so much friction on a death cookie yeah. that it then shoots it at the person riding behind you. Oh. Death cookie. Death cookie. Yeah. I see. I've not seen that yet. Gotta watch out. I'll be on the lookout for death cookies. <laughs> I know. I out know. in the woods. Nothing worse than than a cookie that is aligned with death. <laughs> 
I you, prefer cookies. You think alive. you can trust cookies? You think you could? Yeah. That's Although, I, whenever I go to a website and it's like, this website uses cookies, do you accept? I'm like, no. Oh, really? I always, Am I doing the wrong thing by accepting cookies? I don't know. I just know that they're going to follow me around then with all their, or like, it'll be like, this is going to track or whatever. I always click no. I never accept. And honestly, and most things have an option for you not to accept or for you to X the box out. Right. If, if it's a website and like, for some reason it won't let you like advance to the rest of the site, like, unless you accept the cookies, I will literally leave the site. Oh, wow. I'm like... Your loss. See ya. <laughs> Too bad. Um, I will not continue perusing this site. No, that's interesting because so I, I sort of get it. Like, you know, almost anything. It seems like if you think about something, then you start getting ads for it. And it's like, well, what is the deal? How did it hear me? I know. I wasn't even near my phone when I had that thought. And but that's the thing, though, is that like I, I feel like even if I don't accept cookies, even if like the little prompt doesn't arrive for me, I still feel like I'm getting like ads and notifications and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. like all going back to whatever I had most recently searched on. I, I don't really know how much more they're getting out of me. I don't, I don't know either. And I mean, it's easy enough. Sometimes I don't know if it's always like avoidable, like where um, like Google AdWords basically will just give you like a bit of code to put in your website. And then like that little thing will follow you around. And that's why they'll like retarget you with those ads. Okay. Well, so here's the thing though, because I have this problem, not with the internet so much where it doesn't, it actually doesn't super bother me when I start getting ads for things. Sometimes it actually is just basic marketing that will ultimately work on me where it'll just be like, if I get prodded with something enough times, it's like, I, I will continuously keep going back to the website and being like, I really do want these, but not to today mm. not today and then eventually it will it will get me but see i don't want that <laughs> oh, okay that's fair that's fair. Yeah. the thing that gets me though that drives me crazy and I, I don't know if this is a thing but so i have the very first cell phone number that our family ever had yeah so my phone number is and this was just like where somewhere around we when we were in high school or something there was like a phone shake up and mom got a new one and the phone that had the phone number that had previously been mom's going back to like 1997 is now my phone number. And so I've always had this theory that because there have been 23 years of activity on this particular phone line that I get even more telemarketer calls than yeah. the average person. It's oh. like the phone number has been in active service for way too long. For longer. You like you just need a change up. I just need like a change up. So like I would literally pay money for a phone number that can be verified having never been used before. Right. Like, is, is there a term for that? Like, I, I think that watching the newsroom, do you remember there was like an episode where they talk about a laptop that had ne never been connected to air gap computer an air gap computer. Yeah, yeah. Never been connected to the internet. So like there's something special about that or is that just any, like any laptop that hasn't been turned on yet? I, I don't know. I think in that scenario, it was a special thing because it had to be like specially delivered. It seemed like you couldn't just go to the store and buy it because that's not what he did. Okay. Like ones at the store have in fact already been connected or something oh, during production okay. or something. Yeah. Let me tell you this. I get this mix up sometimes and it, it like drives me nuts. And I feel like it's, it feels like it must be illegal in some way. Like a while ago, you took your camper, I think, to get it repaired. 
Yes. Somewhere. I, I think it was Gander RV, if I had to guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I know that because I got a text from the guy there and he said, this is whoever from Gander RV. I have a few questions. Move forward on repairs for your camper. When possible, please call me. And I'm like, how did you get my number? That is like, weird. How do you have my number? Yeah. Like, I don't have a camper you, I was like, I don't, I don't know if you had like a secondary number or something you had to put down at some point, but there's like, there's no reason this person should have my number, but it's clearly being cross-referenced with the last name Carlin or something and popping up in their system and they hit me instead. They're hitting you. Interesting. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I very, very frustrating. Very understandable. <laughs> uh, and you're right though. I, I don't have any explanation because it's not even like the, the car dealership that our family has traditionally bought cars from. We've all bought cars there before. So yeah. it, it would be possible that like that'd be a type of thing where they would just be like, ah, oh, Carlin, I'll try this one. And, you know, it's like they could call about like mom Subaru to me and it would like, oh, OK, that kind of makes sense. But you don't own a camper. And I don't think I would be very shocked if you have ever even gone remotely camper shopping. No, I have not. Yeah. Like uh, all, all I can think is like maybe like over a decade ago, I, I ended up on like a Gander Mountain listserv or something. Oh. And this is like. Leftover? Se- leftover from like over a decade ago or something. But like even that, I'm not sure. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. Huh. Like, I don't know why. I don't know. It's just so I have followed up with them several times because it's just like a regular look person phone number and i just said like how did you get my number how'd you get this number still waiting for a response still waiting no like, way yeah because i'm just like this is absolutely like they've not responded at all because it's like it like however they have my number feels illegal and i'm like i don't know how you got my number but clearly something is the foot the foot man you i can tell you're worked up over this i was just like it did it really got me going because i was like you should not have this i did not give you this number Huh. And clearly, I don't know. Yeah. It made me mad. Made me mad. Wow. Well, that is interesting. Yeah. That is interesting. Well, I'm I'm sorry that that happened to you. That does sound very frustrating. It is. And I I totally get it because I get get phone calls all the time from not quite the same situation, but just phone calls that I don't want to get. Yeah. Although I don't know if that's exactly a hot take. Not liking getting phone calls. Oh, yeah. No one likes spam. Well, this is the other problem is that like I've got my phone set up to like block all like basically unknown numbers. Right. Yeah. The the one that continuously I I, is uh, getting through that is not getting through, but it's like uh, the pharmacy. Oh, right. (laughs) Like they will constantly I will constantly have like a new voicemail. They're like, we're trying to get in touch with who like either me or Beth about like prescription or something. Right. But. I never am able to answer it because it's always getting screened. But the thing is, even if it was just ringing, I still wouldn't answer it because I just never answer unknown numbers. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So that is, see, I have the exact opposite problem. So I have my aquarium company where there are, you know, dozens of clients that might need to communicate with me on like a semi-regular basis. Mm-hmm. Not like anything super major, but like, hi, we, you know, we had a fish die. Could you send someone out to get it out for us or something? Yeah. And so it's, it's tough because I've <laughs> wanted to use this exact feature and just screen away so many things. Yeah. But because I am frequently getting phone calls from numbers that could be valid. And I would say, I would say 
15% of the time are valid. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the frequency is just barely high enough that I have to let things ring through and I have to answer the phone almost any time it rings. I don't think you do. I think you can rely on them leaving a voicemail. Well, and there's, there's something to that, but there's also a certain amount of like customer service involved in a small business in a small town where I think that if you get too much of a reputation for not answering the phone, like it does always feel like the type of thing that could get to be not so good to be like associated with, you know, your company. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is the thing. This is, it's such a dicey situation. I feel like for me, because my aquarium company is something that like is very, important to me on like like a sentimental basis yeah but it's not my primary source of income it's just something that like i have very deep roots of my personality my i guess business endeavors that like i don't know there's i have like a personal attachment to it Mm -hmm. but there's there's always kind of this like strange thing that happens with it where where i'm like constantly still trying to protect its reputation even though i have absolutely reached a stage of my life where it's not always my biggest priority to answer this person's phone call Mm -hmm. about the fact that their tank is slightly dirtier than usual. Right. It's like, it's, it's like, yeah, once upon a time, I probably would have gotten out of bed in my pajamas and driven over there in the middle of the night to solve this problem for you. But now I might not. (laughs) It seems to me that what you need is either like a, a aquarium only phone or for no one to have your, like you should never be the person who's called. That's a good point. Like it should always just be an employee. Sure. Someone else. Or it should, I I don't know what service you need. That's like, thank you for calling Carl and Aquarium Systems. You know. Hey, that was like a good Gronk voice. Oh, well, thank you. It didn't (laughs) sound like that in my head. (laughs) That's what I feel like sometimes when I try to do voices, it sounds good in my head. And I'm like, it must not sound good out loud because people are not giving me the obvious recognition I deserve for that excellent Gronk. Yes. That is a thing. Yeah. I, I have this exact, I, I have this problem with impressions where like, I feel like I'll do one. Uh, specifically, there's like a shaggy impersonation yeah. that I will do. And it's almost like, like I'm so convinced that it's good. Yeah. But then like, I'll do it in like in proximity of other people and no one will ever say anything about it. And I'm like, is it not good? Not good. Feels it, good. It, I, it's like. That was, that was pretty spot on Shag, shaggy if I do say so myself, but then nobody ever says anything. It's like, does nobody have the heart to tell me that this is not a good shaggy impersonation? Right. And so I don't know. Popcorn culture is supported by arena club. Okay. So you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one but two full display cases with some of our all-time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled but something i did not know existed when i was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded 
it can add huge value. And then not only that, but once they're graded, they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab. And that's where Arena Club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack, but it's for a pre-graded card. Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile, and it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So I have that problem with impersonations. But the other thing that I remember happening to me when I was a kid was this, like, I would listen to music on my headphones. Yeah. I don't know if you, if you know where I'm going with this. No. Nope. And I would, like, be singing along to a song because it would sound good coming out of my voice, like, with all the music yeah. and the actual person singing it. And I'm sure. like, yeah, I'm just like harmonizing, you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm totally, I sound the same as the artist on the track. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But then what was actually <laughs> happening was me halfway knowing the lyrics and not always fully committing 
to the lyrics at all. So it was almost like I'd be like singing along and it'd be like a. What song was that? I don't know. I was just making something up. Was it pretty good? Hit single? Yeah, hit single. But in my mind, I was singing along with the song. Right. Like if I was in my car and we were both listening to it through the speakers, you would just sort of look over and think I was singing along. I see. But what I was slowly starting to realize is that my version of singing along was almost like letting them fill in all the gaps of the things I didn't know. You're sort of like mumbling along. I'm sort of mumbling along, but like me belting it is mumbling along. I think this was a real pro or I think, I think everyone does this. You do. I think so. This is not just me. I don't think so. I mean, I could at least know that I, I used to also do some version of this. Okay. Yeah. With, uh, with, you know, my nineties headphones on with a little foam bad. I don't know. You I don't know. I feel like headphones have come a long way. They sure have. Yeah. I feel like it seems like headphones have gone through this weird thing where once upon a time, all available headphones were the real big, massive clunker cover your whole ears kind. And then at some point the world decided those look stupid. And so it's people started having like the real tiny like ones that just had like this tiny little piece of fabric next to plastic. Right. And that was better because they were like smaller and didn't oh, look huge. So you're, you're not talking about <clears throat> like like a pod that's going in your ears, like like an no. AirPod or like an earbud. Yeah, no. You, you're talking about like the, they're like over ear headphones. Yeah. But they were maybe like a half inch thick and they and they did. They had sort of like a, almost the same thing over our microphones right now. Like yeah. A, they didn't cover your whole ear. They just sort of like pressed against your ear. Right. And that was clearly cooler than having something that covered your whole ear. Oh yeah, of course. And then at some point, people realized this is an ineffective way to hear things or it's like these are not high quality headphones if you and and people just started going back to full ear coverage right and now i think with the advent of like streaming that's just cool again so this is the question though of like the timelessness of anything so i have this problem constantly when it comes to like we're, we're trying to like renovate our kitchen right now and one of the things that is like super in my head is like it's like right now we have a super outdated kitchen. Like we don't have matching appliances. It's like, uh, like laminate countertops and the, the cabinets are like maybe original to the house, which was built like in 1935. Mm-hmm. So they're ancient. Like it absolutely needs to be updated. And yet I am like, well, what if, what if I get granite countertops and stainless steel appliances and like they go out of style? I don't think so. Like I need timeless because like, it's like, you know, Stuff was renovated back in the 1990s, and that day when they renovated it, it was new and stylish, but now people are ripping it out, and it's not cool anymore. And so it's like, you sort of like, well, granted, it's been around. I mean, it's been like, I don't even know, like 15, 20 years? How long have I been watching HGTV? A long time. Mm -hmm. Like, it feels like it's due to tip over. Like, people aren't (gasps) going to want these heavy rock countertops anymore. They're going to want something else. Yeah. Cork. I I do know exactly... I think I understand the phenomenon you're talking about, but I would say unless you're planning on living at your house another 20 years before you move, you're probably going to be okay. You're going to be okay. I know. But like it just it's so it's so difficult. Like anything that's been like stylized. So like even even so let's let's take it one step further. Instead of renovating the current house, the thought a couple of times has been like, well, maybe we'll just go and like look for a different house. Maybe we'll just like drive around 
and we'll, we'll find something else. So there's a few houses in our area right now that have been built that are like highly stylized as like the 2020 model. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, like that's, that's totally like what Joanna Gaines would make a house look like right now. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, it's perfect. But then you're like, Hmm, but is it too stylized? Cause it's got like a kind of a rock facade and the, and the garage door has like embellishments, so, so to speak. You're like so concerned about what the people after you are going to like it. You can't even enjoy living there. No, it's not even the people after me. It's, it's like myself. It's like, I don't want to like live in something that's so like fashionable now that it's going to be dated soon. So that, you're, like, you're, like, you're I will, fearing the judgment of the future. Yeah. A little bit. I think that is a terrible way to live. You're it, not going to be happy that way. Oh, but it, it's like, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I guess it's something that I'm always facing. Like I, I literally, I literally have the same problem even if I'm like looking at cars. Yeah. So like my, I drive a Toyota Tundra yeah. truck. Okay. So it's at the same body since like 2007 or something like that. And I was hesitant to buy my truck for this exact same reason. Cause it's like, if, yeah, I bought it in 2017. It's like, if in 2018 they come out with a new body truck, then I'm going to have the old one. I'm going to have to drive around and see all the new ones, and that's going to kill me. So, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I think I'm, no one cares. No one cares? No one cares. Especially, maybe, especially it, for, like, cars where there's models on the road for the last from the last 50 years. Sure, but, like, I, I think you could care. I mean, you can I, – I would, I would personally want the most up-to-date thing. Sure. Yeah, but I'm not, like – concerned that 10 years from now people are going to look at my car and be like wow terrible decision because i know right like my car right now it was pretty like top of the line when i got it right and i'm not concerned that in 10 years people are going to be like man that's a dumb looking car like okay i'm gonna say like i I will always know that in the moment i made a good decision sure sure i will i continue to get joy out of it okay right now okay and like this is this is like i mean like when, like, it, I get to see this applying, like buying clothes and stuff like, oh, I buy clothes and I'm in a picture and I don't look trendy. And if, if I take a picture in 2020 and I don't look trendy in 2050, how embarrassing. No, but I mean, this is, I actually think that like, I take that into consideration. Like, I think, I think that I'm hesitant to adopt trendy styles because of that very fear. So like my objective with things is, is like. I am focusing or at least making an attempt to the best of my ability to maintain like a certain sense of timelessness. But you, I, you're already failing though. You've got like a beard right now. Beards are super trendy right now. Oh my gosh. I was just talking to Alice about this exact thing over the weekend though. But because I had the same thought. You dress trendier than anyone I know. Me? Yes. Trendy? Absolutely. What do I, what do I wear that's trendy? I like uh, all of like your, you, oh man, Ben, many things. (laughs) You've got like the the short sleeve things with the rolled up sleeves on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Super trendy. Okay. You've got, uh, oh my gosh. You always have like the huge jackets. Like you always have the shorts that come up like an extra three inches above your knee. Okay. You've always got uh, like very like time obviously spent picking out those shoes. Like, like, I don't know what you, look, the shoes you're wearing right now. No, they but, are like Nike dunks that are brown leather. Yeah. But okay. The fa- no, but brown, like brown and leather, both timeless. Yeah. But Nike dunks are super trendy. Well, but that's the thing too, though, is that this particular pair is from like 2014. So it's like, they are timeless enough that we're coming up on 2021. And when I bought them this year, I was like, 
still sweet. I think there's nothing wrong with being as trendy as you want in the moment and looking back. Like, it's okay to look back on yourself and think I was like to look like you were from that time. Well, and there there is something to that. Because like you do, are from that time. You are from that You're time. You're from right now. Right, right, right. There, it's it's a nostalgia sense, I think, that you can get when you look back on it. It's like, oh, like, I remember it was so, like, those were so in at that point in time. But I don't know. Yeah, I think it's still it's still trying to figure out whatever is going to hold up the best. I don't know. That's, that's my goal with all things at all times. But I don't see it as, like, a, a huge stressor necessarily. Like, I think this is just part of the game that I'm playing with like the way that I approach things Mm -hmm. and it's, it's evolved. Like, okay. So probably the, a good example of something I'm currently doing that I absolutely know (laughs) will go out of style is my bike. Yeah. My game plan is to rainbow everything like by every available, like screw or bolt. I can literally individually customize the spokes of the wheels so that as they go around, they are different colors to like make the color of a rainbow. That is something where I'm like, yeah, this, this probably won't hold up forever, but I am like totally leaned into it. No, I think it's my full goal. I would, I disagree. I think that'll hold up better than anything. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. So the one example I thought of me getting it is the one thing that you're like, no, 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 that's don't worry about that. That's That's work. It's not because it's going to be timeless. It's because it's such an extreme decision that in, in a sport where like flashiness is a thing. Yeah. Like it will always be okay. Like you, you can go like whenever you go, skiing or something right you'll see people every you'll see people and they'll be in like their 80s bright yellow bright pink bright green stuff slamming down the mountain and it still looks cool because you're skiing it does still look cool yeah and you're like you're like well what a throwback you're like yeah it's like it's just a throwback right yeah right, right. That's, still that's, got that's it. a good point that's a good point yeah all right but the th- other thing about mountain bikes and i was just talking about this with dad this past weekend is that it doesn't seem like there are that many different like top brands of mountain bikes and they don't produce that many different models. And yet never have I seen two people with the same bike. Yes. It is not a problem. That is a thing. So like you're, you're absolutely right. And, and on that note, I would say like I bought my bike from a local store and the, and the way that bikes are sold stores get like, they like lay claim to a brand. So like I buy, I bought a Santa Cruz from the store that I bought it from and they are the only shop in town that can sell Santa Cruz bikes. Yeah. And it's right next to the trail system that we always go to. So when I got it, it was like, I'm going to see this everywhere. Like everyone's going to have this bike because I bought it from the shop right next to the trailhead. Right. And you're, and it's like, and it would be no, cause your bike is like a bright orange. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, it'd be real noticeable if a bunch of people had the same bike. Right. Cause it's real bright. Yep. No one does. No one has it. It's crazy. You're right. Exactly. Yep. Ben, there's a secret. This is how all things are. This is how all things are. All things are. Yeah, no one know. notices. All right. No one notices. Spe- okay. Speaking of buying hobby things, okay, I got some things. feedback from my chess talk. Oh, good. Good, good, good. So we were trying to decide, should we do wood? Should we do stone? Should we do felt? No felt on the bottom. The felt thing is, it actually stuck with me. Like I was thinking about that quite a bit. Oh, was, yeah. was the final consensus felt is good? Final consensus felt is bad. I knew it. Yes. I knew it. No felt. Ugh. One and no wood. This no is, wood. Too light? Too exactly ah. too light, easy, easy to fall over. Not satisfying to steal pieces with wood. Ooh. I was told you want stone and you want no felt. That's the best. Like you just take that. Oh man, what? Oh what? What? Night takes rook. Um, Boom. Passant. Um, exactly. Um, that, that you want next. That's the only move where you steal something without taking it. 
Terrible example. Terrible again. example. Ben gives terrible examples. Yeah, geez, Ben. Title of today's episode. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay. So then let me ask you then, yeah. uh, with, with this new information you've been equipped with, have you made any steps towards uh, acquiring a set? No, not yet. No, not yet. Okay. No, okay. Still haven't. Is there like a, but? is this the type of thing? Because you're, you're frugal by nature. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I would say that you are frugal, maybe exactly like that, like by nature, like instinctively since you were a child, this has always been true about you frugal. Is this the type of thing? Because occasionally it will happen where I will witness you like, be like, yeah, I'm going to spend money on this. Yeah. Is this one of those things where you'd be like, I'm in. Well, I, I mean, like I said last time, you could easily spend thousands of dollars on a chess set if you want. That would be surprising to yeah, me. Yeah, I'm yes. not going to do that. Okay. I could see spending over $100 on it, though. Okay. Because, okay. I mean, like, I mean, I, and this is the thing. I own many board games, like many tabletop games, uh-huh. all of which you almost have to think chess is like the grandfather of. Right. It's like all tabletop games, all grid-based games, chess. Wait, what all- game? Did is does chess come before checkers? Chess is before checkers. What? I know. It with the fact that chess existed before checkers makes you wonder how checkers ever happened. I know, I know. It's people who were like, this is probably not true. I'm sure there's tons of strategy to checkers, but like it's like, hmm, I want an easy version of this cool looking game. <laughs> and so that's what you ended up with was checkers. I feel like I don't know why checkers is it let me ask you this. Is checkers Still cool slash was it ever? Oh, that was gonna be my next okay. question. Was it ever? Because every child, every classroom, every playroom I went to as a kid owned a checkerboard. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. They did seem to be everywhere. And if you go to like a Cracker Barrel establishment, mm-hmm. they frequently have like those like uh oh, like novelty f- large checkers. Novelty large checkers. Well, yeah, that's like, definitely the best way to play. Is okay. So Cracker Barrel like prime opportunity to play. Let me tell you, if you're playing checkers with a regular like board, like maybe you can. I'm sure you can buy expensive checkers Certainly. if you really want to. Yeah. But if you're just playing like those little plastic, really sharp black and red pieces. On your little fold-out board, you're playing checkers wrong. You definitely want the big cloth board and the giant pieces. It's just way... That's definitely way better. Okay. But, like, I do not intend to buy checkers for my kids. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Just, yeah, we're... No. It, like, I don't no. even think so. No way. People are going to be like, well, what if it What if it was, like, one of those, like, checkers chess sets? No. You wouldn't, oh, you wouldn't flip that board over? I wouldn't over. flip that board over. We're, we're not... Why would... No. We're just going to go straight to chess. Okay. And that's it. Love it. I'm sure maybe they'll be exposed to checkers. I'm sure at some point. I feel like there was a, a like a a, vo, a a a set of games every kid sort of had, and I'm not sure any of them are any fun. Yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe there was something that happened where checkers was just like in vogue in the '90s or something. Yes, and, great, and, great word. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Great now, example, Ben. And, and now people look back on it and they're like, "Wow, I can't believe we did that." Yeah, this is so upsetting. I wish I had been more timeless. <laughs> See what I did there? I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it right on its head. Yeah. Right on its head. Well, as long as we're arguing today, because it's felt like we've been arguing, why don't we talk about The Greatest Showman? Oh, because the greatest the movie. The movie The Greatest Showman. So this is this is a movie that I would not cast into like my favorite movie or anything like that, but I I do quite like it. The movie does make me cry, and Alice did walk into a million dreams. The the pink uh sung by pink 
at our wedding. So like, okay. the, the show is like, I, I like it. And it is now probably achieved a space in my life where it was part of a significant enough event in my life mm-hmm. that like it will probably hold some some importance going forward. Yeah, I, I would almost say like you guys had the Guardians of the Galaxy like soundtrack was a huge yeah. part of like your entry music and uh, yeah, it was it was definitely a part of like the like the theme of the music of our wedding. Yes, um, and yeah, basically when Beth and I bought our first house like right after we got engaged we were painting the living room and uh the only we didn't have anything in the house yet obviously so we just had like our phones for music and my phone has laughably small amounts of music on it i think as we've discussed before yeah we, we've, we've touched on that <laughs> but at the very least it had the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack on it because i saw that movie and i was like oh man i love all these songs right and so i had that and we would just li- we listened to the whole soundtrack probably like 20 times oh while we gosh. were painting the house so it was just sort of like a part of our lives at that time and yeah it, we don't even go back and watch the movie that often but we will listen to the soundtrack a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And and would you say like would you say that that being a part of that significant moment has made at the very least even that soundtrack if not the whole movie like it will it will be like a like a little nugget of y'all's I, relationship. I would say, like I I think I would always probably have liked Guardians of the Galaxy just like in perpetuity. Okay. But I would say it definitely makes it a little more special and it's like a a specific movie where I think for Beth, it stands out as one where, like, I think, like, 20 years from now, I could say, like, let's watch Guardians of the Galaxy. And she'd be like, yeah, I love that movie. No way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. Mm. Well, so let's let's back up then because there there's a couple of interesting layers to The Greatest Showman as, it, as I think it pertains to me and you. Okay. So, like, one thing in particular is that I don't tend to consume a lot of like musicals mm-hmm. in general anyway. Okay. And it seemed like if I were to apply a certain kind of music to you and Beth, that wasn't the guardians of the galaxy soundtrack. It would probably be soundtracks from musicals. Oh, interest Like, uh, like Broadway stuff. You mean like, like maybe like Broadway. It seems like you guys have tended to really like embrace. Like if you go and see a show on Broadway, like very much embrace the music Wicked? Is that a thing? Do you listen to Wicked a lot? Well, okay, so I can tell you what what really is the culprit here is okay. the uh, radio app Pandora. Okay. Yeah. So Beth saw the show Wicked. With, I don't even know who she saw it with in college. And okay. Loved it, and you know wanted to like listen to the music while we'd be on like car rides because you know she just like wanted to listen to it. And, but I hadn't heard it. She'd be like, just listen to this song, you know? So we'd go through it and eventually we'd, you know, listen to most of them. Okay. But, uh, so she would, uh, listen to just the wicked Pandora station, which will also rope in a lot of songs from s- musicals. Pandora thinks you will like, okay. And you can, you know, thumbs up or a thumb down it and that'll just continue to play songs. So if you go on enough car trips like this, you just start hearing, Lots of the most popular songs from a lot of the most popular musicals. Okay, is what so kind of boils. You start down to be to. like pretty well equipped. Yeah. to listen to these things. Yes, but so like when when like Les Mis came out, you saw Les Mis. Oh yeah, the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, I mean, I think I think there's a chance that I saw The Greatest Showman before you. Maybe not though. But you don't like the movie very much. I do not. Yeah. Yeah. Like what? What? Like was it the story? Was it the music? Was it all of it? Was it? It couldn't have been Zac Efron. 
But <laughs> so when The Greatest Showman came out, and if for those of you who are unfamiliar, The Greatest Showman is a musical starring Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron about the starting of the Barnum and Bailey's circus. Yeah, I think it's I think in the movie it's just Barnum. They, yeah. they don't actually have like the the and Bailey's portion of it. I yeah, I, I think that's because he like actually started it and later on he met Bailey. Okay. I don't think they both founded it. Got it. I got think it, is how it, it okay. works. Uh, is that is Barnum and Bailey's the same as Ringling Brothers? I have absolutely no idea. That's a very good circus question. That I don't know that good. trivia right off my noggin. Okay, there we go. You'd think I would know. I used to work with the Ringling Brothers Circus. Okay, so you're you're pretty deep. You're yeah, pretty deep. Yeah. And and let me back up and say because I've I've talked to a couple other friends about the Greatest Showman because I just watched it a couple weeks ago, and I've heard some people say like that they don't have a very high opinion, maybe rightly so, of Barnum himself. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he was, like, the best person. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that there's been some hesitation about this musical because it's kind of like, well, like, I don't want to celebrate that guy. Which I, th- my response to it has always been, I've never watched that movie and thought, like, wow, Barnum's a great guy. Like, yeah. he's very charismatic and, yeah. like, you know, he's, like, a good singer, good performer and all that type of stuff. But I would say that I would see him as a fundamentally flawed character sure i guess i don't i don't remember it all the details that well i remember i really liked the bar scene that's a good one yeah, yeah. where they're like doing the shots and the guys that that one way is, too many shots wait yeah way too many shots that one stood out to me as like that was really cool but the rest of it i i'm trying to think what in particular didn't stick for me about the greatest showman i, I feel like it was i i feel like the end, he was just sort of redeemed out of nowhere for having done nothing to earn it. Sure. It's just sort of like, oh, and I guess you can come back now. The, there is a little bit of like that sense of um, it, it, it's it's kind of like, oh, man, things are getting bad. How are they going to come back from this? Oh, <laughs> right. Barely, like, super yeah. easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Yeah. Anyway, so I like I like it like and I don't know about all musicals, but I like it because I like the music in the movie. I think it's fun uh, and, and all that. But so anyway, my my question for and why I wanted to bring it up today was to see if I could get you to watch it again and then report oh, back boy. on well, your thoughts. Here's another maybe thing that played into it. I could watch it again, man, because I own it. You own it. I own it because you bought it. I, this is yes because wow. wow. When it came out in theaters, it was like Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron, like, and it's like about the circus. It looked fun. They're going these huge show pieces and stuff. I was like, there is no doubt in my mind, I'm gonna like this movie. Like, right. It just it just looks fun, no matter what. Yeah. And it's got good performers. It's gonna be cool. Right. Uh, Beth and I didn't see it in theaters, and we wanted to watch it at home. And I think we we ran into this like. Oh, the problem. limbo period. The limbo period where you can't rent it yet. You can only buy it. And we were, I was just like, whatever. I, I'm so certain I'm going to love this movie that I'll just buy it. Right. No problem. And then, like, <laughs> I couldn't believe how much I did not like it. I was like, I could, I'm so mad we bought that movie. Cause it, oh, like, no. it, maybe, maybe that added like this extra layer of pressure. Like, oh, now you actually spent money on it. So now it really needs to be good. Right, right, right. Yeah. And as forementioned, frugal. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, when it comes to the movies, though, I'm really not like if sure. you look at my movie collection, that is an area where it is that hey. largely because of Super Carlin Brothers. Sure. It's like, oh, the new Marvel movie come out. I do need to own it. Yes. <clears throat> um, yes. 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 Agreed. So, no, I, I think I, I think that's 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 all reasonable. Anyway, so you should you should watch it again. Oh, boy. 
And then oh, we'll that talk sounds about like it. a real chore. I know. Yeah. Sorry, you know what I'm not. watching right now? That was this is the direct result of Netflix barraging me with this show. Nons. Maybe you can even guess. I don't know. I feel I don't. I want to know if you've been hit over the head with the show by the Netflix uh, machine. Selling Sunset? No. No. Okay. Interesting. It's called Emily in Paris. Oh, Alice watched that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she watched it without me. Uh, she watched it without you. She uh, did. Dude, I cannot. There's, Netflix has never wanted me to watch a show more than it's wanted me to watch Emily <laughs> in Paris. <laughs> and so finally last night, after like a month of refusal, being like, no, stop. I do not. This does not look that good. It looks stupid. Beth and I were finally like, we'll just watch it. Okay. Like, we'll just, you know. Is it great? No. Oh, no. It's so like, just like, here's an American girl doing what French people think are American stereotypes. And here's French people responding in the way American thinks of French stereotypes. This is so funny. And because it's, it's like, uh, it's like cringy. And there's this like, em- Emily is in Paris. And she keeps like stopping to take these instagram photos and it'll show you like her new follower count and like in episode one it's like 230 and the next episode it's like 4,500 and you're like man she jumped up a lot of followers but she has done not she has done nothing to interesting it is like her pictures are not good or clever or witty or like she's just doing it and she's just getting tons of followers so unless there is some twist at the end where it turns out like some malicious force has been up boosting her numbers like oh, artificially, like like someone else is paying for artificial followers. Yes, for her, for her. Which God, that would make I, if that happens, I'm gonna be like, wow, show that was awesome. You'll be fangs okay. deep. I will, I will be like, you got me. You okay. got that was good. That was good. Okay, okay. But so far, I'm like, I'm pretty so so on Emily in Paris. Okay, well, there were about <laughs> fourteen thousand tangents that I could have taken off of that whole thing, mm-hmm. and because I was I, I was I was kind of prepared prepped for a few different directions to go with it. But the one I'm going to decide to go with is actually something I've been thinking about uh, a lot recently, which is okay. So as it's the Instagram thing. So as professional YouTubers, like that's what we do for a living. Our Instagram following is reasonably robust. I think as nothing more than a byproduct of that internet fame yeah for lack of a better way to say it like it's literally just like the like a spillover uh because like my instagram itself has no like value offering like you wouldn't follow me because like i consistently post about fandoms or you wouldn't follow me because i specifically ride mountain bikes or because i am like couple goals with my wife or something like that like there or yeah there's there's nothing specific about my instagram page that you would follow it for any reason other than just being somewhat invested in my life. Right. And I like this guy's YouTube videos, so I'll follow him on Instagram. Yes, exactly. And so I have been like very heavily toying with the thought, and this is like maybe like my, my vlog middle ground of like stepping into 2021 with the, the goal that I would be okay. Like, you know, like throwing it out there. The idea being to try to post, um, an Instagram photo, Every single day. Oh, okay. So that would be, that would be about as, as far as I'd be attempting to go with, with the goal is like, can I increase my followers on Instagram by actually posting 
every single day. Like by having like a like a mission statement basically for your Instagram. A, a bit of a mission statement, like almost like turning my my page into like there is some reliability. Like I've always thought like I could name each of the days of the week some type of like witty alliterative thing like Fitness Friday. And it's like, hey, here's me ah. doing like fitness stuff and it's Friday. Yeah. And so you would kind of come to know that every Friday that that's like what you're going to get from me. Okay. And so – because I've I've don't think that any of my Instagram growth whatsoever, I would say less than one percent is organic growth of people being like, I found this guy through my discovery and now I really like following him because I just randomly think he's cool. Right. Like there's no one who follows me for that reason. Right. Like your Instagram is not even like uh it's not like I get more Super Carlin Brothers content other than that you're in it. It's not like extra like yeah, fandoms or theories or hot takes on movies or even anything like that. Exactly. None none of that type of stuff. You yeah. might, might, might follow it for some like behind the scenesy type stuff that occasionally happens, but not always. Yeah. But so this year in particular, I've been having a very interesting relationship with Instagram because um I got I got married earlier this year at Disney. We had a whole video that we made about mm. like our Disney wedding. And we posted that, I think, in February. And that particular video, I think, because people kind of were introduced to Allie and I as, like, a couple. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like that drove more growth to my page in particular than anything else. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, I, I think from the time it, like, went up to, I don't know... I don't know, a couple months later, I picked up like 5,000 followers. Wow. So, which is, it's, I have less than 100,000 followers. So that's a significant percentage of growth that happened in a concentrated period of time. But the other thing that's been happening because of COVID is I've been very, very withdrawn from my socials. Yeah. So throughout the year, I have posted very little. Yeah. Like, I don't think it would surprise me if I've posted less than 10 photos since March. Okay. To Instagram. And so what keeps happening is I'm having this problem where every time I post a photo, I'm losing like 300 followers. Like Really? In one fell swoop. Yes. And because I think, people are like, wait, who is this? Exactly. Oh, right. I, I remember. He, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. And, and so I think that what happened was people were like, oh, like, this is such a cute couple. Like, I'll follow them because I like their wedding video was so cute. And I bet they're going to have a cute little lifestyle. And then, you know, if it's a picture of me standing with like my mountain bike or something, people are like, I don't even know who this person is. Like, wh- why am I following them? Yeah. And so it's been like, it's a little bit of a gut punch every time it happens because it's like, well, man, <laughs> like I posted a picture and lost a ton of people. And so <laughs> I can see, yeah, I can see how you feel that way. Yeah. So my, uh, my, my main curiosity has been if, if going into 2021 and I started to do this, I would expect to lose quite a few at first. Cause I'm sure people would be like, man, this guy really started posting a lot. Like it's like way too many. Uh, but then it would be interesting to see if, if there would reach a point of growth and that's what I want to see. I think, yeah, if you chose like a a pretty solid like theme for your Instagram, it would go that, that was like, yeah, like I'm, I'm really into like, I'm, I'm going to be like mountain bike Instagram or I'm going to be like all over Disney Instagram or whatever. But that's the thing is that I don't think I would commit to a single topic like that. I think that at best you're going to get a medley and at best, best, I will have it on some type of a predictable like schema. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like where, where there might be a, a formula, like I said before, mm-hmm. where, you know, you'll see thirsty Thursday every week where right. you know, you've got to have like a super sharp looking photo, Yeah, you know, with the, the proper lens flare. Yeah. Yeah. 
with your beer or whatever. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> something like that. So that's my that's my that's my great plan. Okay. Well, good luck every day in twenty. Also, yeah, if, if in case you don't also follow me on Instagram right now, call to action. Yeah, there you go. Me too. At John Curlin. At SCB underscore Ben. Yeah. I really got to change it. I need it to not have an underscore. No. It's like, <laughs> Just SCB Ben. SCB Ben. SCB Ben. SCB Ben. And it, w- would you merge the Bs like S-C-B-E-N? Super Carlin Brothers N. Oh, I see what you mean. You see the problem? Skaben. Yeah. Skaben. Is, yeah. yeah. The Bs back into each other. Okay. So... That's that's all I have, though, for today. All right. Well, I guess I need to go watch The Greatest Showman. It sounds like you do, and we're going to have to circle back on it, and apologies yeah. for committing you to this, but maybe you'll love it, and you'll be like, oh, I get it now. I see it. I, yeah. I'm familiar with the songs more, and now when I hear them, it brings me joy. Maybe. We'll also, see. Also, if you don't cry when the little girl's on the rooftop and she starts singing the song, like... <sighs> don't even remember that. Oh, man. It gets me every time. Oh. Like, like tears. Tears. It's like the only two movies that I know can do this to me are Marley and Me and The Greatest Showman. Which Interesting. Is so unexpected. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of The Pop. If you would like to support us over on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash supercarlinbrothers. After each week's episode, we record an additional 10 to 15 minutes. We call it After the Final Pop, uh, which I always like to think about as like, you know, when you're, when you're microwaving popcorn, you're like listening. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like. When is that one where it's like, okay, now I got to take it out because it's going to burn. That's yeah. that is after the final pop. It's mm-hmm. that moment. That moment. It's a glorious moment. When you're eating the popcorn. Yes, exactly. So if you guys want a little a little bit of extra content from us, you can do so uh, again at patreon.com slash brothers. If you have any feedback for today's episode, you can email us uh, at pop- popcornculturepod at gmail.com or find us on Reddit where the the little communities growing the little kernels they're all over the reddit i love it i actually get email notifications for reddit posts which i get very few email notifications for things i always get excited i'm like what did you guys post i want to see i'm I'm tuning in yeah so even if i'm not reacting to it visibly on screen that's just because that's my that's my digital personality yeah i'm not a big commenter i see um but i'm seeing it you're seeing it i want people to know that also i want to give a huge thank you to these patrons who now support us over on patreon including genesis colon isaiah Gaines, josh meadows Katie Genesso, uh, Trey Ball, Nathan McKendry, Brianna Parks, Emily Stock, Asher, Aaron Tay, and the generic white guy. Oh, Great thanks name. so much. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your support. Otherwise, until next week, pop pop. <laughs>